Hey, Jen. Want to talk about discussing your sexual past with your kids? I can think of a few other things I'd rather be doing. Great. Today on the podcast, we're going to dig into our email inbox and answer a question about when and how much to share with your kids about the sexual failings in your past. Let's do it. Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Welcome to the podcast where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We are Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We offer group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, intensive weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and now a podcast. And today on the podcast, we're answering another listener email. Specifically, this listener has a question about how much to share with our kids about the mistakes we've made in our sexual pasts. Mm, That is a tough question. Tough question indeed. But first, we just need to extend a great deal of thanks for all of the positive feedback that we received from last week's episode. Right. Last week, uh, episode 43 aired, and that was the episode where we really kind of finally shared the fullness of our story with all of you all, our listeners, and the feedback that we got was just overwhelming and and humbling and amazing. And so we just want to say thank you. Thank you for the emails, for our personal friends. Thank you for the phone calls and the text. It's not easy to be vulnerable. No, it's always risky when you share some things that are personal, especially with a wide audience and especially yeah. with an audience that, frankly, we don't know most of you. Right, right. And that was scary for us in a lot of ways. Um, but we also, like we said last week, we know the power of being real. And above all else, while we want you all learning from this podcast, mostly what we want to accomplish with this podcast is just being real with you all mm-hmm. and having the tough conversations um, about what it is to to be human, to deal with sexuality, and to deal with problems you might create yourself or problems that have been created, you know, of of no fault of your own. Yeah, and and, and hopefully give you the confidence to be real in your relationships, in your marriage and all of your other relationships, to be real uh, about sexuality and about God's beautiful plan for sexuality and the redemption that he offers uh, when we fail him. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you all for for everything. If you haven't listened to episode 43, we encourage you to, to do so. Yep, it's titled um, Our Story. Yeah. And I think, Matt, you're going to try to find a way to kind of put it up there in our rankings just so it's a little bit easier for people to find. Yeah, um, we think, and, and I guess that gets to maybe something we should also mention. that I mean, if last week's episode touched you, or if, if you've benefited from our podcast at all in some way, um, we just humbly want to ask for your help to yeah. continue to grow the podcast and to hopefully expand the reach of Intimate Covenant. Right. Um, here's three options for you. All right, we'll make it simple. Uh, Matt has a list of three. I always have my list. <laughs> uh, um, here's your list. First, share last week's episode with your friends. Right. We think this episode 
it wasn't really intended as such, but we think this episode really makes for a great place for people to be introduced to the podcast. Yeah. Um, it really hopefully helps people connect with us and, and um, hopefully gives people a place to start relating to the things that we want to share. So if it's touched you or, or if the podcast has benefited with you, benefited you in some way, share last week's episode with your friends. Post the episode uh, on your social media or uh, share the episode um, in a text message or an email to a friend. Right. right. Um, just, spread the word. Yeah. Just help spread the word to other you know, covenant-focused couples, married couples. Um, so hopefully the shame of married sex uh, can be lifted um, from them and, and from the church and, and more couples can benefit. Right. Secondly, something that you can do that would also be really helpful is to rate and review the podcast. Yeah, um, we haven't really asked a whole lot of that. I kind of get t- bogged down. It gets tiring and, and, and it feels like it gets bogged down when a podcast continually asks you to rate and review. But, but, but the reason they ask is because it makes a difference. There is, it does make a difference. Yes. Yeah. So we're, we're asking. We don't ask a lot, but we are asking rate and review us. And we have great ratings and reviews. We just don't have very many. Yeah. Well, and even <laughs> if you've done it in the past, doing it again um, also helps make a difference for us. Um, and, you know, our goal is not to be number one in Apple's sexuality category. That's right. an impossibility. There's just too much other garbage on there. Yeah. And we're not trying to compete with them uh, but because we're trying to portray, hopefully, a different message than what's on most of those podcasts right. that we, are We need a whole available. subset when it comes to a what Christian category sexuality, we are. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Apple doesn't even recognize that as a, as a category. Yeah, they, they don't <laughs> see the need for that. But... Um, I, we think you do. Yeah, uh, you're but here. If you can, just it takes two seconds to give a five star rating. It, it takes a few minutes to give uh, a concise but helpful review uh, for the podcast and and just help point other people to uh, this podcast. Again, we don't want to be number one, but if we can get into some of the topper, the higher rankings, more people will be able to be exposed to uh, the message that we believe that that the society needs it, but really more importantly that the church needs. Right. Right. So pause right now, <laughs> go give us a five-star review and come back for number three. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but number three is to send us an email with your yes. feedback. We love this. We love your feedback, your comments, your suggestions all help to make the podcast better. And we, we get lots of emails. We love to hear your, read your emails. We love to consider your emails some of you send great questions, like the listener today, the, yeah. the, the email that we're going to read today. Just great questions and considerations for topics that we need to cover. Uh, but we, you know, we just want to do this in a way that uh, it touches people in an effective way, and, and your right. feedback helps us do that. Your questions help us do that. Right. You know? Our whole goal is to be building this community, right? right? And so we don't want to be the only voices. We want to hear your voices, and we want to be able to share your thoughts, your opinions, your questions with our other listeners. Yeah, and we're not offended by your criticisms, but (laughs) we're also not too proud to say that we just love it when you send us encouragement and positive feedback. Um, It really touches us, and it's the only way that I get Jen to come back every week is when (laughs) you guys give us positive feedback uh, to to know that we're making a difference. It it really helps, and and we certainly appreciate all of the feedback that we've gotten, uh, as we previously mentioned. And and send us some questions. Again, we love our favorite episodes are the episodes where we get to answer your questions on the the podcast. Right. Uh, Your questions and your struggles certainly are unique to you, but... 
your questions and your struggles are common in so many ways to so many. Right. I think one of my... It's no secret that the Q&A sessions when we do live seminars and, and retreat and whatnot, um, everybody laughs because Jen is most uncomfortable in a Q&A session because you never know what's going to come up, right? <laughs> That's right. But one of the things I love, though, from a Q&A session, Matt, is the people who are brave enough to ask a question, even anonymously, it still takes courage, um, but the people who are brave enough to ask a question tend to always think, I'm the only one with this question. Mm-hmm. And yet, if we go back to all the different live events we've done, those questions are repeated over and over. There might be different varying details, but it's the same theme because... What that shows to me is we're all we all struggle. We're all human. We all are human. We're all trying to serve God and do our no best. No marriage in has that. sex figured out, nope. and we all have very similar questions. So don't be afraid of your question, um, and and don't be afraid to to ask us. Yeah, and hopefully you should know by now we we, we are going to respect your privacy, yeah, your anonymity. Absolutely. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to tell personal details about your story uh, on on you know. Nope. And broadcast that to the world. No, nope. we want to respect that, and and so send us your questions. We're happy to try to answer those questions uh, in a in a uh, subsequent episode. And when you do send your emails, one of the things we just absolutely love is to know where you're from. Yeah, include some details. Let us know yeah. where you're from. We won't read it on air, no. but man, it just it's again. I mean, Matt and I are just two normal married people. We are. Literally recording this podcast from our bedroom. Right, like, right. We're just normal. And so it's super exciting um, and, and humbling to to recognize that this is getting out to people we will probably never meet. And it's just fun to know, where are you from and yeah. how did you find us? Right, right. That, that, that just is, uh, it's just heartwarming and it's fun. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, so good stuff, Matt. I'm glad we're kind of starting off with, um, with just thinking our listeners, thank you for being here. Yes. Thanks for being a part of this journey. And frankly, we would actually love to meet you. Right. So here's a shameless plug, a reminder about our retreat coming, it's coming up. up last weekend in September. Yeah. Registration is still open. Right. And we have a very exciting Eek. announcement. Yeah. About the retreat. Right. That's coming up. At the break. I'm not going to oh. spill the beans yet. Oh, we're giving you a teaser. <laughs> but here's a hint. Dawn and Hawks. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah, you, you well, got, okay. You got to wait for that break <laughs> to get the details. Some but. people now think that, you know, and now they know, but that's okay. If you don't know what those two words mean together, listen. Stay tuned. Listen. All right, stay tuned. I don't think people still say that, but we will. <laughs> all right, Matt, let's get into the email from this listener. Okay. Well, so I'm going to... Yes, go ahead. I'm going to read this email. I like to read the ones that are from the wives, so we have a female voice (laughs) perspective here. Makes more sense, probably. All right, so here's the email. First of all, I absolutely love your podcast. I started listening to Intimate Covenant when I got engaged, and I immediately felt like you two were an honest breath of fresh air. I am three months into marriage, and I've listened to every one of your episodes, many of them at least twice. Wow, I haven't even listened to all of our episodes. Definitely not twice. For sure. Uh, So she goes on to say, Thank you so much for creating this scripturally sound podcast because it has already helped me dramatically. I always look forward to Mondays for the new podcast episode. Aww. That is amazing. That's so sweet. We're we're so touched. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, that's just 
really humbling to read that. Um, okay, so I'm going to skip um, a couple paragraphs here um, for the sake of time and, and frankly, to preserve her an- anonymity. I can't say that word ever. <laughs> Keep her anonymous. Her privacy. Her privacy. privacy. Yeah, we'll keep that. Yeah, that's an easier word for me. So anyhow, later on in the email, it goes on to say, I have grappled with the question of how much to tell our future kids about our sexual past. While we can say we didn't have the, quote, worldly definition of sex, we know we went too far before marriage and that God was not smiling down on us. And it makes us sad. We certainly went further than we would want our children to go, which is a good way to put things in perspective. So now what? I have two different thoughts about this, and they pull me in different directions. I want our future kids to know that sexual sin is a real problem, even if it doesn't look like it on the surface. They shouldn't think they will somehow be immune, like I thought I would be. I also don't want to tell them so much that they see how their parents turned out and assume that it'll all be okay, because we turned out fine. I could ramble on and on about this because it makes my mind wander in every which way. I love that. (laughs) But to be concise, the main question I would love to hear y'all address would be this. How much of your sexual sin do you share with your kids in order to warn them, but also to protect them? Great question. Love it. Yeah. And and I guess let me start out by saying first, thank you for the email. Thank you for your vulnerability. Obviously, like we... Uh, alluded to, she she gave us a lot more details um, and was right. very vulnerable with those details, and and we certainly appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and and thanks for being bringing to light a very difficult situation. Yeah, and this is not something that we've really even touched on at all. I think in previous episodes, right? We, we've talked about talking to your kids about sex. We've talked mm-hmm. about, and I think that was like episodes three and four, talking mm-hmm. to your kids about sex, mm-hmm. and we've also. Talked about in episode 34, talking to your spouse about your sexual past. Right. That this one's going to kind of merge those yeah, two topics. Interesting. And, and yeah, I, I appreciate love the, that. And this is a real concern. I think any of us that have a sexual past that we're not proud of um, are gonna, is going to have to grapple with how much of this do I share with my kids. Right. Or um, even should you. Should you. Tell yes. your kids, you know. Um, her email centers on the difficult dilemma of... You know, I want to warn my kids about the real danger and consequence of sexual sin. And she can say it's a real danger because she's suffering the consequences of that. And we certainly understand that dilemma. Right. Um, But, you know, if you tell them about your own struggles, does that harm your influence over them? As a parent, as a mentor, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Yeah. Right. And does it devalue your warning to them if they can look at you and say, well, you turned out okay. Yeah. So why can't I do the same thing you did if it all turned out okay? Right. I think that's a that's so such a difficult thing to think about. And and it doesn't just apply, I think, to our sexuality, although that's obviously where we're gonna focus on it. But you know, what if you have a past of drug use or you have a past of lying or cheating or whatever else it might be. Um how much do you share with your kids about your own failings? Um, and does that harm your influence if you do? Right. But part of the email that we didn't read, though, includes some details that this listener and her husband uh, did not receive any biblical instruction regarding sex from their parents or really even from their church. And that makes it 
much more complicated. And frankly, it's just sad. How sad. Truly, how sad. But unfortunately, this Mm -hmm. circumstance is just so common among God's people. Right. Uh, not, Not even to say the world, but among God's people, they're just has been a history of such poor and insufficient and really non-existent in so many cases instruction about how to handle sexuality. Right. And so, unfortunately, even in the church, this listener's experience with poor or absent biblical sexual instruction is just too common. Yeah. And it's a circumstance that even you and I, Jen, can relate to even in our own lives. Absolutely. We are pleading with you listeners, pleading with you to change this in your families. Yes. Let you this must, be a change. You must be talking to your kids about godly sexuality early and often. Yeah. They should know that Christians have great sex and that God's plan for sex is superior to the world's way. Right. Go back and listen to episodes three and four talking to your kids about sex. But one of the main points from those episodes is that talking to your kids about sex has to be a lifelong conversation. It's yes. not just a one-time the talk. Right, right. As Tina Shermer Sellers phrases it, you should be having 100 one-minute conversations. And she makes the point, she's not talking about one to 100. She means 100 plus. Yes, yes. One-minute conversations. There should never be just one conversation. It has to be an ongoing conversation from the time that they're old enough to talk to you to the time that they leave your house and beyond. You need to be having conversations about sex and the God and godly plan for sex uh, in their lives. I mean, look, you put it this way. You wouldn't sit your child down at a certain age and give them this awkward salvation talk. Right. For five minutes and right. never speak of God's saving grace to them again, right? Right. That seems ludicrous. <laughs> That's outrageously yeah. terrible. And you wouldn't just hand them a Bible and say, yeah, read this and uh, let me know if you have any questions. <laughs> yeah. We don't approach teaching our children about God's plan for salvation that way. No. Instead, we make God's plan known to them in our everyday conversations. From the time they're itty-bitty. Yes. We teach them about the beauty and the sacredness of Christ's blood, and we celebrate with them the power of God's creation and His work in our lives. We take them every week, you know, to church to worship God, to meet with the church and to worship God and assemble with His people and talk about God's amazing plan. Yes. Why would we leave out one of the most beautiful of God's gifts? Why do we cover up and hide this gift from our own blessed children? Right. Why do we hide sexuality? Of all people, God's people ought to love, appreciate, and celebrate the beauty of sexuality because we ought to be the ones who know how to use this gift better than anyone else. Yeah. In truth, We do teach our kids about sex every day. In some households, in some churches, our silence about the subject is speaking volumes about shame. And the way that we handle sex in our marriage, our own marriage, says something about sex to our kids. Your kids know if you have a great sex life or not. Mm -hmm. The way that we handle sex uh, and the way that we talk to our kids about sex or we fail to talk to our kids 
about things like modesty and boyfriends and girlfriends and about marriage and about gender roles and about homosexuality and all the other topics, the way that you are talking to your kids about these topics or not talking to them is speaking volumes. Mm-hmm. We need to carefully examine what we believe and make sure that our beliefs and our actions line up with God's will so that we can inform and prepare our kids to deal with Satan's lies in our culture. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a minute and settle down and climb Matt, off. Matt, Matt needs to get off of his soapbox for a minute. I'm going to climb off my soapbox. That feels a little bit like a sermon, but I'm glad you went there, Matt. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, let's take a short break here. And when we come back, let's further um, go into answering this listener's questions about how much do we tell our kids about our sexual past? Hey, Matt, picture this. You and me, away from the stresses of everyday life, in a relaxing and beautiful setting, snuggled up together, enjoying an intimate live music event full of romantic and fun songs being performed by an amazing singer-songwriter couple. Wow, that sounds like the start to an amazing fantasy. Can we actually make this happen? We can. And our listeners can join in the fun too. Because this year's retreat is going to include a live performance by the amazing musical duo Dawn and Hawks. No way. You mean the Dawn and Hawks? As seen on The Voice? Yep, the very ones. It'll be a concert you don't want to miss. But this intimate and romantic musical performance will only be for registered retreat attendees. And spots are filling up fast. So hurry, don't wait. Register now for Intimate Covenant's 2021 annual marriage retreat so that you can join in on the fun too. I can't wait. Go to www.intimatecovenant.com to register. Hope to see you there. All right. So before the break, you heard Matt's sermon (laughs) about the importance of talking to our kids about sex. Let's stand and sing. uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) I appreciate that, though. I mean, we really do have to recognize um, the importance of of speaking about sex to our kids. So um, when it comes then to the question about what do we tell our kids about our sexual past, um, it's a hard one. Yeah, we can certainly sympathize in a real way about this. Right, I go back and listen again to episode 43. I mean, we have our own story of a failure when Mm -hmm. it comes to um, resisting the temptation to have a sexual relationship with one another before our covenant was made to each other. And so we certainly sympathize with this listener's situation um, that they're in. And explaining our own failing our own failings to our children was is, is something that we have done. Yeah, um, all four of them. Yep, and it was one of the most difficult conversations that we have ever had as parents. I'll no own doubt. that. No doubt. Each of them heard that news in a different way and reacted in a different way, mm-hmm. and we had to sit there with them while they digested um, the reality of what mama and daddy were saying, yeah. you know. Um, but that said, some of those conversations, or those conversations are 
some of the most precious memories that we have as parents Mm -hmm. of time with our kids. Because in those moments, they were painful and they were raw, but that's where we can look back and know we built intimate and real relationships with our kids. And we know that... Um, they loved us and still respected us in spite of what they know about us. Right. In spite of those feelings and, and failings. Um, right. Th- those, were, those were real moments. Right. And, and we, we know we have real relationship with our kids because of those conversations. Right. And, you know, your kids will one day know you're not perfect. I mean, that's <laughs> they already part of know. A, they, well, they I was going to say, that's know. part of a child maturing. I mean, their brains do come to a point where they start looking at you and evaluating right and wrong, and you're not going to live up to perfection. No, and they, so they know that, but they will understand that in such a better way if it comes from you. Mm-hmm. If it's not coming from a place of them going, oh, but rather you being real and honest with them. Mm-hmm. But man, that is tough. It's tough. We know it. Um, I mean, that said, we, we didn't share every single detail, obviously. No. Um, but our, our children do know that we committed fornication and that we regretted it. Yeah. Right. They they know that we suffered consequences because of it. Right. They know that we still do suffer consequences because right. of some of the sins that we've committed. Um, and they, they know in a very real way the impact of that. Yeah. And, you know, they know, too, that we struggled just like they have and will. Yes. With understanding their own sexuality and, and how God intends us to, to use it. And to um, to share it with others. Um, I mean, they know that we're not perfect, yes. but they also know that we love Jesus and that we long for His saving grace, and and that we we need His saving grace. Yeah, right. And so, I think if you were to speak to our children, um, what has come about from that is that they trust us. They trusted us to give them advice about relationships and about sex because they know that we are real and we are honest and we are frank and above all, we are compassionate. And so when our children come to us with struggles, we don't meet them with condemnation. Right. We, we come to, we meet them with compassion and we can point them to the beautiful plan that God has in place and and share that with them. Right, right. I mean, um, they they just they know that we're real with them, and yeah. and I I hope I pray that that's true. Not just when we talk about sex with them, but what we talk about everything. Um, I mean, your kids already know if you have a problem with anger or you're, mm-hmm. or lying or cheating or whatever it is, they already know. Um, and if you're willing to be real with them and talk to them about how you struggle with that and how you are overcoming that struggle. That's the most important advice you can give them. And that's how you can build relationship with them that will last beyond just when they're 12 years old. Right, right. And so when the time was right for our children, and, um, you know, this frankly wasn't a conversation we had with them when they were five. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But rather, as they got older, you know, at the beginning of their teen years, at the beginning of their starting to experience their own sexuality and starting to understand it, um, 
that is when we shared our story with them of premarital sex and and of a pregnancy before yeah. marriage. I mean, we were frank about mm-hmm. those kinds of details. I, I think uh, we wanted them to not get, not just say things like, well, we made mistakes. Yeah. I mean, that's helpful on some level, I suppose, but that's not being real. No. That's not being honest. And that no. just leaves more questions and doubt in their minds. Yes. The more details that you can offer, the the more... Uh, they can believe in you, and the more that they can know you, well, and, and again, and relate to it. We didn't tell details like when, where, and how. Obviously, you know, but we didn't hide the fact that we had sinned, right. and that we deeply regretted that sin. Right. You know. Right. Uh, we we shared how much our sin negatively impacted us individually, how mm-hmm. how the how we bore that shame and guilt individually, but also how it created difficulties for us in our marriage later on. Right. I mean, saying I do did not wipe the slate clean from what had happened in, in the months leading up to that right. I do. You know, and so we have shared with our children that there were very real consequences emotionally to what and we spir- had done. Yeah, and emotionally, spiritually, spiritually and, and even sexually, mm-hmm. um, th- there were consequences to that. Right. But I think most importantly, we also shared with them our joy in overcoming this sin. Yes. Through the grace of God. And we pointed our kids mostly, I, I hope, pointed our kids to rely and to trust in His love yeah. and His grace and His right. power right. of redemption. Right. Um, and that I think is where the story is most impactful. Yeah. Not that we made, not just that we made mistakes, and yeah, we all make mistakes. But when we can point our kids to this is how we have overcome it, um, that's really the beauty. That's right. the gospel, right? And so I would say to this listener who wrote this email, there will come a time that yes, I will encourage you to share your story with your child. Mm-hmm. Think carefully about what details and how to share that story. Mm-hmm. Share it wisely, mm-hmm. but do not ever be afraid to share with your children that you are not perfect. Yeah, that, and it, yeah. because within that imperfection is when God's grace and God's power can shine the brightest. Right. Don't be afraid of proclaiming the power of the gospel in your life. Absolutely. I mean, yes, you can't, if you've never been lost, then you can never be saved. Yeah. Um, And so I think it's important for us to acknowledge where we've been lost so that we can celebrate and share the beauty and the joy of being saved. Right. And, you know, it sounds like Romans 6, right? Do we (laughs) sin more so that grace may abound? No. Of course not. But the reality of the sin is there. Yeah. And, And Satan wins when that sin gets cloaked in silence and shame. Yeah, and, and but the power just... of the gospel wins when God shines through that story right. and redemption can be proclaimed. And just look at it this way. I mean, when Jen and I tell our story of brokenness, whether it's on this yeah. podcast or at other events, yeah. people don't reject us. Amazing. And they don't use our story as a license to go out and commit their own sins. No. What they do is they reach out to us with compassion and their own vulnerability and their own encouragement, just like you did. Right. I'm constantly amazed at the number of people, especially in, in when we share stories publicly, that are willing to come up to me and hug me mm-hmm. and, and just frankly say, me too. Yeah. 
but it's scary to be vulnerable. Yeah. I totally get that. And it's especially scary to be vulnerable with your kids because you want your kids to love and respect you. I mean, frankly, for me personally, sharing the fullness of my story, though I have shared it in public places and I have shared it at seminars and at retreats, I have never, that conversation, the time that that conversation is the most difficult and the most vulnerable is when I have shared that with my own children. Yeah. That's when it the the depth of pain hurts the most. Sure. Because it is scary to be vulnerable with your children. Yeah. But it's not healthy for your children to believe that to, to, to somehow think that their parents don't live in the same world that they do. Right. Your kids need to know you live in the world that yeah. they do. And if you tell your story with vulnerability and with honesty, your children will respect you more. Yes. And they will see you as a trustworthy resource for how to do it better. And that's what you want. You want your kids to come to you with their problems and their and their struggles. Right. I mean, look, God does not sugarcoat the stories of some of the greatest men and women of faith. Yeah. Men like Abraham and David and Rahab, all who played a part in bearing Jesus himself. Yeah. And all of these struggled with sexual sin. And yet God includes their failures in the gospel story for all to hear. That is powerful to stop and and dwell on that. And and hearing about their struggles does not give me license to commit my own sin. Instead, it compels me to live my best life, but also compels me to find hope that God's grace is sufficient, even for me. Right. I think that's a perfect way to end this, Matt. (laughs) If God tells us these stories, don't be afraid to tell your story yourself. Don't be afraid to tell your own story. Yeah. Let's give it a wrap up, Matt. Well, talking to your kids about sex must be an ongoing conversation so that they feel comfortable about the topic and that they see you as experts for sex and relationship advice. You've got to have the ongoing conversation. Sharing your failings with your kids will not make you less respectable. No. It makes you more relatable. It makes you more credible, especially if you are frank, honest, and vulnerable in every other aspect of your life. Right. And finally, in conversations about sex and your own failings, focus the conversation on the grace of God and the beauty of His plan and of His power to save. Thanks for listening today. If you have something to add, if there's something that we've left undone, something that we've left out, we would love your feedback, your questions, or your suggestions via our email podcast at intimatecovenant.com. Now it's time to grab your spouse and your Bible and head to your kitchen table to have the conversation about what you should be telling your kids about your sexual relationships in your past. Are you talking to your kids about God's gift of sex and how he wants us to use that gift and the consequences when we don't use it the right way. 
How can you do a better job of proclaiming the beauty and joy of married sex to your children? As always, thanks for listening and for all your support. Until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.